What's up, Triggered listeners? This episode is sponsored by Butter and Other Drugs. Get pre-made healthy meals delivered right to your door every Sunday. Butter and Other Drugs offers vegan, vegetarian, and meat options, so everyone is happy. Meals come frozen and fresh in portions of four or six serving sizes. There are no minimums, no subscriptions, just delicious food. And now you guys can use the code TRIGGERED15 and get 15% off your first order. Welcome back to Triggered, everyone. I'm your host, Michelle, and this is episode 13. This week's guest is a good friend of mine, one of the hardest working girls I have ever known, been hustling since she was 15 years old. She literally sets the stage for how to get shit done. Um, she's got a great brand, Jackie Beauty. It's where she does eyelashes, makeup. Go check her out. The link will be in the bio. As always, I love to pump up my guests because they're always amazing people and they help make Triggered such a fun fucking time. Um, so yeah, this week we talked about plastic surgery and dating and a bunch of other fun stuff. So check it out. Have a great week. Yeah, plastic surgery, cosmetics, um, the difference between the two, and then also should our partners male or female have an input in whether you get plastic surgery or you do cosmetics um so i mean i guess you have a little bit of background because your work you've worked in the cosmetic industry um do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so i started getting um fillers or fillers and botox done i think before a lot of people my age did i remember i started doing it kind of when kylie jenner doing her lips and when i did it the difference was that i was very um upfront about what i was doing i was actually recording the whole process and posting it on my instagram yeah you were vlogging all of it all of it so that obviously got a lot of negative and positive feedback um you got negative feedback oh definitely like dms people would dm you mean things um just more judgmental but also i was pretty young getting it done uh how old was i just so i'm like clear clear i think i was like 18 okay okay so that's it is for the industry standard it is quite young yeah um but like what was the most negative thing you got um, it was actually funny because I would be doing makeup applications and some of my clients, whether it be moms or just like other females, were talking about how it was so stupid that a lot of girls were getting their lips done. Meanwhile, they're saying that to someone who did get their lips done. Oh my God. But in my head, I would kind of, I wouldn't clarify it to them. I was just, I would just nod and, you know, like, yeah, totally. So stupid. But meanwhile, I had just gotten my lips. But what it kind of told me was like, okay, there's a difference between getting it done properly and then getting yeah. it done where you kind of look like a duck and like people yeah on that. where it's like inflated yeah inflated. it's like bubblegum lips exactly yeah They're just like um too big for their face and or just not done properly so for me that kind of validated a little bit why I was posting about it it's like if you really want to get it done and you're gonna get it done anyways I was more or less showing my followers or other girls my age I was like if you're gonna get it done let me show you where I got it done because I really like how they did it and just know everything before you do it so you're you make an educated decision absolutely yeah yeah so my weirdly enough I knew nothing of cosmetics and plastic surgery um until I was 20 I worked at a a clinic a private clinic and they did offer like aesthetics um injections up until then I thought that getting Botox was plastic surgery which it's technically not no at all and neither is fillers and neither is lips and I think people don't know that people think that when you get your lips done that it's like a kind of plastic surgery so that was like my first I think introduction into that world and then I was like obsessed with it I thought it was so interesting all the things you could do I remember booking surgeries like prepping surgeries um and being like oh my god you can do this like this is wild and then again I worked again last year for a uh injections doctor um and that's where – and the clinic I worked at in Westmount was a lot um, – they were really all about breaking that stigma, really all about embracing the fact that, you know, if there's something you're insecure about, you can do something about it, and it doesn't need to be this negative thing. So I learned – and then I had to sit in on all these, like, products, product pitches and stuff. So I learned so much, and 
it's so interesting because now when I talk to people about it, I'm, I actually am informed, weirdly enough. It's not, not an industry I never would have expected myself to like be interested in because like I'm pretty low maintenance in, in other ways. But, you but can, like appreciate the process or how it's done without even getting it done, right? Yeah, exactly. And even those times, speaking to your point of doing enough research and making sure you're going to someone who's a good doctor and not someone who's just going to capitalize on what you're willing to spend because there are doctors that will do that. The doctor that I worked for, he was amazing and did everything with integrity. And he even told me at one point we were, our clinic was doing like, basically it was like free lips. We, you could get your lips done for free as like a part of like this trial that one of the doctors was doing and he came up to me and he was like no you don't need it like don't I wasn't thinking of doing it but he was like I just want to let you know like you don't need to do that like it's your lips you don't need it or you're too young or don't do it yet I just think it's it's well worth it to note that there are really good doctors and then there's doctors that are just going to be like yeah whatever you want I'll do. the first time I went to see the doctor he did not want to touch uh, my lips and then when he asked me what it was that I didn't like he was like actually you think that you need fillers but what you actually need is Botox so it's not always what we think would be the solution so it was actually Botox that was better than the lip injections at that point oh crazy so you got Botox I got it done right above my lip because when I smiled I found that too much of my gums were smiling. yeah kind of like a horse smile I think they call it so <laughs> I have I that it for sure lips because I thought that was gonna hide my gums more but it actually it was putting Botox in the upper lip on both corners that actually freezes the muscle a little bit. So when you smile, it's not as big. so. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. It shows so, just the teeth on the gums. Yeah, and I think it's it's crazy because people think that all the time that like the science of Botox is so interesting. The fact that it's you're you've got neuromodulators in your face and that they just form creases and all you're doing is just freezing them yeah. for like six months or three to six months at a time so that you don't create those creases. And I think people don't know that. I mean, I didn't know that. Like, you wouldn't really know that unless you were in the industry. But it's so, to think about. I saw on someone's Instagram that I follow who's, like, I think just one or two years younger than me. Um, and it was actually a boy speaking about getting Botox and about how it's preventative. And I was just kind of like, is it really preventative? Like, 24, am I really going to put, like, Botox in my forehead? And, like, I'm looking at the guy and he doesn't have any wrinkles. But then he was like, listen, how can a paper fold if you prevent it from folding so how can you get wrinkles if you just freeze your forehead that it doesn't move <laughs> but that's but that's exactly what you're doing kind of the science behind it is that you're preventing that fold it's exactly like you paper create a wrinkle you yeah fold you're like making paper like impenetrable it's like laminating paper almost like you can't fold it so <laughs> I love that concept now I'm like I never thought about getting like, yeah done in my forehead but now I'm like should I <laughs> well so it's it's crazy because some people you have blue eyes and so people with blue eyes are actually more prone to that wrinkle on on their foreheads because of the sun because the, there's something in their eyes that's more sensitive to the sun so it's very common that you get preventative Botox either in your forehead or like in between your nose okay. um that's really common certain people are more at risk I guess yeah. to wrinkles or more prone to wrinkles but it definitely is preventative like you see I think that's a newer concept because people now it's coming out and people are being more accepting about cosmetics but even like 20 years ago it wasn't so a lot of the women that we see getting Botox are older because when they were younger that wasn't really necessarily an option or if it was you had to be really quiet and hush hush about it and there was a really like negative look on it whereas now we used to get 25 year olds to walk in all the time because they were saying exactly that like if we spend the money now you're you're preventing the folds so you're not going to get folds like 30 years later or the folds that you might have gotten had you not gotten your prevent and people will spend like $500 on creams like I'm sure you know creams everything collagen stuff to just fix their skin when the actual the best thing to do is just to get Botox and in the long run it's actually um I think it's better for value as well because yeah. it's like $15 a unit and when you're young you don't need that many units but I think there is still that negative stigma how would you feel how do you feel about your partner weighing in on that for yourself since you're so open and positive about so, it um well when I first got my lips done I think my parents were definitely discouraging me from getting it but my whole thing was if I can afford to pay for it then like your opinion shouldn't matter I'm not asking you to pay for it damn fair <laughs> if I'm not asking you to pay for it um like your opinion you can do <laughs> it but I don't give a shit 
your opinion <laughs> means <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, obviously, with anything, you want to take your partner's, like, opinion in mind, but when it comes to something that you're insecure about, and it's gonna, whatever surgery or filler or whatever would make you feel better, like, wouldn't your partner also just want you to feel better? Yeah. Well, because it's kind of like buying confidence, right? So wouldn't you want your partner to feel more confident? I think the argument that comes in, and I don't know, because, again, I don't think I would have an issue, but I think people start having opinions when it becomes something like, when it's more like judgment. It's less of like an opinion, and it's more just like, oh, like you're going to get, you're going to get that done. Like why? Or like my girlfriend's, yeah. My favorite, but it's like, okay, thank you for your opinion, (laughs) but I feel like I need it, so I want to get it done. Yeah. And sometimes getting it done, like something like either you get a breast reduction or you get a breast, like, uh, like a bigger, I don't know why I'm blanking on that word, but augmentation, I was like, what is the word? You get a reduction or an augmentation either way. Um, sometimes it's just, it's for your health. Like sometimes it's for like women who get reductions, it's for their back. It's actually free in in Quebec. RAMQ will cover your breast reduction, which is a fun fact. Um, and then the augmentation is just like, I feel like I'm someone who's has small boobs and I feel like that's been something I think about a lot and it sometimes I wonder like what if I just had a cup bigger or two cups bigger and that's your right if there's something about you and this isn't just necessarily in bed but specifically in bed if there's something that about your body that makes you uncomfortable that makes you not confident that you're constantly thinking about even during sex that's going to change your sex life if you're more confident confidence in general just like makes everything better including sex so if you're something you're and and I think that comes from the fact that you know I don't know if you've heard guys uh, make comments but I think that women are kind of always on this like display and up for criticism so I think it's okay that if you want to change something for yourself as long as you're doing it for yourself you know like I, I don't I don't necessarily think I would want my partner to like tell me to get something done oh yes that that's what we need to talk about <laughs> But at the same time, I don't know, maybe. Because there are girls that will get stuff done because their man is always looking at or always saying that he likes this or, you know, pointing out girls on Instagram will have that done. So then the girl feels like she needs to get it done because she thinks yeah. that that's what her partner wants. And yeah. some girls will say, here's money for a boob job. Yeah. I've... You're like, where? <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> like, where are they? <laughs> The problem with having worked in the industry is I do also know like that the recovery time for a, a boob job is really, uh, really bad. Like it can it can be very painful. It's like one of the most painful ones. So, like I'm anything, do your research before because like sometimes you're out for like a month. So and it hurts. Like it's like on your chest, and so they have to they basically like go under the muscles. So your muscles are really 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 sore after. And so that can be really, like, debilitating for some people, especially if your pain threshold is not so good. So at that, I, like, weigh it out. I'm like, eh, could I be, like, knocked out for a month just for, like, big bo- bigger boobs? Like, I don't know. Everyone weighs it. And then another argument would be, like, what I've heard my partner say is, like, I started dating you and you look like this. I should have my opinion weighed in because... Like, I don't want you to look a different way. I want you to stay the same way that when we started dating. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? That's tricky, though, because that also factors in other components. Like, that argument has been also made in terms of, like, weight gain, weight loss. Um, on one side, I do think that, like, if you date someone, you're attracted to them for a reason. I think for what they look like. So if you get into a relationship and something changes so drastically it's not what you signed up for I can think that's fair um at the same time on the other end I do think that like when you sign up to be with someone you kind of also sign up to be with them for their personality I don't know know. yeah maybe for their personality or for like the different like you sign up for if it's a long-term relationship I guess you would have to kind of figure out what kind of relationship it is but if it's a long-term relationship you're signing up to be with that person through all their phases and all their ups and downs, I would say. Um, if it's a fling or a less, a more casual relationship, then maybe, then maybe, yeah, maybe it's not for you. And then maybe you move on. Like it's harsh, but it's the harsh truth of the world is that attraction 
factors in. I think so. so um, had like a partner and then he was very against like me doing whatever procedure I wanted done. And then I actually just had it done without telling him. When I saw him, he had no idea that I even got it done. So it's like they maintain such a strong like point of view and then you have it done and they, it goes over their head. But like for yeah. you, it made you feel better. So yeah. So actually funny. No. So funny thing is that all the women I worked with at my clinic last year, all of them, because we had access to it, we would get discounts and stuff like that. Everyone got stuff done. And the jo recurring joke was that everyone lied to their husbands and boyfriends about it because there's such like the stigma that they I think it also comes with the fact that they associate a specific personality with okay. plastic surgery. I feel like it gets kind of a bad rep. Like it gets like kind of like this, like Hollywood LA dumb, like bimbo rep, unfortunately, which like I don't agree with. And then guys especially kind of like buy into it. I think it's so funny because at the beginning when Kylie Jenner announced that she got her lips done, then that's when I think a younger clientele was doing consults for their lips. Um, but she had them done a long time before that. I think at least a year, a year and a half, she was telling everyone, no, it's just my lip liner and my lipstick. Like, you guys can buy it too and have lips like this. So she was just trying to pass her cosmetic surgery off as it being like natural. And so interesting. will look at celebrities and be like, oh, she's so hot. Oh, she's so hot. But then be like, no, I'm against surgery. So it's like, but which one though? Because you don't know, but that girl has had this done, this done. Just, and also, like, I'll be looking on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, this girl's really pretty. And, like, oh, I love her body. I wish I had that type. But it turns out that those girls have had stuff done. Yeah. So that's why I think I was very upfront about what I was doing. It's like, you know what? Like, this is what I had done. This isn't natural. Like, I, I got this done. So you're being transparent yeah. about about your look and stuff. And I think that's great. I think I think more people need to do that. I think it's a bit... For us, like, we can see past it. Like, if I see, like, a super hot girl on Instagram, I assume that something has been done. But I think the younger generations, especially now, like, TikTok and all that stuff, are going to have a harder time. Like, there's so many hot girls on Instagram that, like, if I grew up with that in high school, like, I think I would have just given up a long time ago. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember it was, like, literally just two weeks ago, but I was at my guy friend's house, and he was, like, showing me this girl on Instagram, and... He was like, she's so hot, like, like, and I was like, oh, she's got like a nice set of boobs on her, like, in every picture I kept seeing. And he's like, oh, but they're natural. I, I just looked at him like, in what world are these natural? I'm sorry. No, no, she swears they're natural. And I was like, okay, I'm a girl, and I could just tell you, I've seen a lot of boobs in my life. Like, you yep. see them as girls. You just think yep. you see them. And I was like, I can guarantee these are not real. But she will publicly say, say they're real, but they're not impossible. They're like touching her. Her neck, her collarbone. Her collarbone. Like, that's not natural. <laughs> no. <you know? laughs> After a while, you get like a natural sag, um, which is why people get breast lifts. <laughs> like, and it is what it is. Any guy I'm like, like dating and we talk about kids, I'm like, okay, great. I'm just saying, you know, whatever your kids break on my body, you will pay to fix. <laughs> you will restore. I love that. I absolutely fucking love that. I'm sorry. It's Preg makeover. Yeah. <laughs> Pregnancy destroys your body. Like, I will absolutely. Have a contract made. Especially. This is what I require yeah. in order to deliver. Especially those dudes who are like, I want four kids. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck do you think those four kids are coming from? Are they coming out of me? Like, are they coming out of your asshole? You're lucky if you're going to get one out of me. <laughs> Yeah, but I think too, like with the whole thing of like saying that it's real when it's fake, I think it again, it comes from the fact that we're not open and accepting, especially I think that there isn't like a specific resistance with men that they're really against it. Yeah. Like I've heard guys say it all the time, like, oh, like anytime I slept with a girl who had fake boobs, like it was not good. Like I hated it. And I'm like, I've never heard that. But <laughs> Really? I've heard that so many times. Really? Like, I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, I feel like I would be so... Like, the feel or, like... They didn't the... like the feel. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's a different feel. But then there are the guys who like the, like, quote-unquote fake look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it all comes down to, like, type, I guess, and, like, preference. But it's interesting to me because you can now... The technology is so good. Whereas before, I can understand, like, the implants were really, like, harder. So they didn't have, like, a, the natural feel. But now they've, like, totally changed, revolutionized yeah. the technology. You probably won't even know. And then I think another debate is, like, um, if you get one thing done who's like, and you feel better about it, that's one thing. But then 
it's kind of addicting, I think. I think it can be addicting. Just like you get a piercing done and you want this done, it's like, oh, this looks so good on me. Let me keep going and keep going. And I think it's like some girls might get caught up or maybe that's what partners are afraid of. Yeah. Well, it's like tattoos, right, too? And you can. I've had this argument before. What's the difference between, to me, plastic surgery versus tattoos kind of falls in the same in the same vein it's permanent when you're getting a tattoo like granted you can get it removed um it's really really tedious and I don't recommend it everyone I've ever seen to come in for that treatment like just told me don't ever get a tattoo that's all I heard when they were coming in because there you literally have to burn it off layers of your skin so if you're getting a tattoo a lot of the time it becomes addictive everyone who gets tattooed will tell you that they don't usually just have one and then it changes your look as well. And I think there is kind of a personality association with tattoos in the same way that there's like a personality association with uh, cosmetics and plastic surgery. So it's like at that point, should you consult your partner if you're getting a tattoo? I've had partners tell me not to do something like that. And then I was just like, mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. But then I did end up getting it. And now that I'm older I'm just like I really wish it was kind of like a family thing and I was the only one who didn't get it done because my partner didn't want me to get it done and now that I'm older I regret not not getting that done really yeah oh I wish I would have gotten it done but I mean never say never it's not too late but I just was more in like the moment I guess yeah but I remember and then I'm, I'm like I feel like as a person now I'm just like I will always make decisions for me yeah. And then if that works with the partner I'm with, great. But I don't think anyone should make decisions based on their partner's needs, especially at my age, because you never know what's going to happen. And I think it's okay to consult. And I think that a lot of people are like teams or units. You can consult one another on it. But if it comes down to a really someone's making a really big stink about it, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But then again, like, my my dad hates tattoos, hates yeah. them. Like, all I heard growing up was, like, how he hated them. And my mom always wanted one. And she always told me she was going to get one, she was going to get one, she was going to get one. She never got one. And my dad told me if I ever came home with a tattoo that I would be kicked out because he thought saw it as, like, a respect thing. Like, I don't like it, so respect that I don't like it and don't get it. Now I think that's stupid, <laughs> but if my partner, I don't know what I would do. I think it would be like a really big fight. Yeah, attractive, I think, too, sometimes. Well, it's just like, yeah, I mean, everyone has agency over their own bodies. Like, yeah. you wouldn't really, you can't really control someone to that extent, in my opinion. And then what do you think is too much surgery? Like, is there too much surgery or is it just like? I mean, I think it's like anything if it's to the point where, Plastic surgery also, and cosmetics, unfortunately, it's reserved for a higher income bracket, yeah. like a higher socioeconomic group. So at that point, it's it's expensive to do. So in my opinion, if you do it and you can afford it, go wild and have a time. But yeah, be you if that's what yeah. you want. <laughs> but like anything, like if it is affecting your life or the fact that you can't pay your bills anymore and that you're getting, you're choosing plastic surgery over just like, your general well-being then I think yeah it's an issue I do think with Instagram nowadays though like I'm I don't think I have a problem with a certain area but then I'll open my Instagram and then I'm like oh but wait she looks like this and her stomach is like more um hourglass shape and I need my waist so I'm like a size two or a size zero yeah you're tiny I'm like oh my gosh it, I would really like to have some like fat removed from my waist and like you know, put into my ass. And then I'm just like, okay, I think I'm crazy. I need to close Instagram because like there needs to kind of be, again, in my opinion, a line that's drawn between something that I'm insecure with that I fix because it's um, an issue versus like opening my Instagram and just wanting to look like a Barbie because what I think is really like the person who's, whose photos on Instagram and looks hot probably doesn't even think that they look hot so it's like where does that or they took four hours to take that picture and then photoshopped it every time i open my instagram i'm like i'm just gonna use a fake name but i'm like darn i really wish i looked like sarah i want to look like sarah i want my body to look like sarah and then sometimes i'm like sarah probably doesn't even look like sarah 
on Instagram. No. She probably wants to look like her own Instagram photos because it's all Photoshop. Because it's all fake. And, and, and it's, it's also, it's, it's crazy now because it's, it's been monetized. So people, influencers make a lot of money based on selling this kind of like life that not, not everyone has. It's like, that's, it's like the new celebrity. Whereas before we look at it, like Brad Pitt. Love that life. Yeah. But they're supposed to sell that because if they sell that and they have followers and stuff, then they can sell other products and brands and ads. And like, that's what it all comes down to. I agree there needs to be a line, but in my opinion, that line comes with the professional. If you go see a really good doctor, one who's trained in this, he's going to tell you, no, Jackie, you don't need that, that fat removed. Have you ever heard the opposite? So see, I don't know, because I'm just I the the professionals I've worked with will, in my experience, some some will. It's also a business, right? So like, let's let's be real about like, that. I just want to clarify. I was on very good terms with them. Like I was there for like years, talking with someone about their weight, their looks, some things. I feel like you just kind of like. Well, it's it's interesting because that is a reality of that industry is that kind of brutal honesty. Like I remember being in an interview and then being like, listen, like we're going to tell you, you need to come in full hair, full makeup every day. And if you if you're off, we'll tell you like that at the beauty industry, though, for makeup counters, like anything in cosmetics. And it kind of makes sense. You are selling the image in your case. I would say they were being honest with you, but but you were satisfied at the end. But I guess it created an insecurity you didn't have. Yeah, so that is tricky. I've seen the same doctors, and even in my experience, I want something done, and they're like, you don't need it. So it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, darn, was my chin really that weak that <laughs> I really needed this done? That's interesting, because like, now I don't really know what to say. I was going to say my point to you was like, where was the line? I was going to say, well, the professional is the line, and it, you need to do it with due diligence and do your research and go and see someone that's going to be completely honest with you and not try and sell you something that you don't need. But I also think it takes just, like, your own kind of self-reflection in, this, yeah. in the way that tattoos kind of do as well. I think it's, like, when you get a tattoo, you really have to sit and think for a while what you're going to get and still want it. Yeah. And then when you go to do an to see an artist, some artists are really of the opinion that they're just the pen and they're going to make your vision come true. Some artists are have the complete opposite where they're, like, I'm not putting that on you. I can't in good conscience do that. No. So I think at the end of the day, you're responsible. It's your body, right? You have the agency. So it's like you got to sit and really think like if you're making the decision, do the research, look at what's going to happen, go see a professional, maybe sometimes go see a second opinion. Someone who's seen that same doctor and gotten that service done now with Instagram and social media and whatever, it's very easy to reach out to someone who's gotten that done and maybe ask them for their experience. I know I have so many girls who have reached out to me about um, what did you get done, what Botox, where did you get it versus the lip injections. And then I also get Botox done on the side of my jaw because I clenched my teeth that night and actually getting Botox done on, on your it release it that's what i got done so and now i'm like oh shoot in quarantine like yeah she's worn off so we're due again um i think really asking other girls who have gotten the service done is super important because they will tell you like oh yeah they said no downtime uh no it's actually like four days you're gonna be very so you want to talk about the post morning text like so when you're having that, but like not even that specifically okay so the topic that we chose was the post hookup morning text good bedside manner or playing games yeah so what do you think is it you think it's good good bedside manner to just send a text after like let's say you hook up with, to me that question came from when you hook up with someone uh usually for the first time like it's just like you go home with them um and then you leave and then they text you that day it's like, do you think that that's just good bedside manner? Like, that's just something you should do just because, like, it makes you not an asshole? Or, I'm talking, obviously, men specifically now. Or, are you, like, or do you think that that means that the guy is, like, kind of interested in you? So, I have, like, two kind of opinions. The first is, there is just casual sex where you don't even have the person's phone number. And, like, yep. sometimes <laughs> you just want to have sex. And that's all that that was supposed to be. And both people are consensual and that's fine. They're, 
Like, if that was the purpose and that's fine, you had a great night and let it be what it was, there's no need to get the person's phone number to continue. That's a good point. You have to have the person's phone number, I guess. So, if you just are going to let it be, then, like, there's no need for, like, the phone text, the text, whatever. But then, let's say you had a great night and it was what it was, but you want to keep doing what it was, but, like, make it more than one night. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Not on the dating aspect, just on the sex aspect. Mm -hmm. So, you get their phone number so you can, like, re like schedule another date, like, and by date I mean sex date. Schedule yeah. another sex date. But, like, I think it's very important for both people to be very open about what they are expecting. Yeah, uh, like, 100% could not agree with you more. I think that question came from, like, I've had experiences myself where... I slept with a guy. I was not expecting anything. Um, I guess I had their phone number. So probably we were speaking before. And then I get a text that day, later on that day, like after I've left. Because I try and leave and I also try and not sleep over. Oh, God, me too. I can't even. I could get into it. I could have a whole episode about how I fucking hate sleeping over. That's just, no. Why would I want to sleep in your bed when I could sleep in my bed? My bed is amazing. <laughs> And also, people are like people radiate so much heat. I'm also just not a good sleeper. Like, I, like in the sense that like snore. Like I will leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, I've left in the middle of the night. Forget a text. I will not even say bye. But see, okay, so I've done that where I've left, and then that day I get a text being like, "Oh, thanks for last night," or like, "How's your day going?" Okay. So to me, I'm like. But then it's like, for me, I've looked at that and been like, I'm sorry, what? And then I'll answer. And then, and then I don't get an answer, you know? So it's like, what's the point? What's the point? What's the so point of that te text my message? Issue, and if I sound upset, excuse me, it's because I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> I meet someone and I'm like, you're hot. And then like, whatever, talk at the bar or wherever we're meeting. And I'm like, wow, you are really stupid. Like, you're just stupid. But you're really hot. Ugh, the worst. Okay? And then... Like, you want to sleep with me. I'm like, I kind of want to sleep with you. But also, I'm like, ooh, society, I don't want to be too much of a host. I'm like, does he like me? Like, is this going to be a thing? Because, like, that's what I'm taught. Like, I'm taught as a girl, don't have sex unless you're going to date him, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. But then he just wants to have sex. But he's sending, good, like, texts, like, whatever. Like, he wants to date because he's giving me the illusion that he wants to date me. But then in the end, we have sex. And then it's like... I never hear from him again. Yeah. It's like, why pretend to be the boyfriend to get in my pants just to That's then why. not be the boyfriend? It's like, why didn't you just tell me you want to have sex? Because then it would have been like, I can yeah. make okay. my own grown-up decision so, at that point. So I relate to this so hard. And I think the difference is that you and, like, and I think this goes with you and I specifically because I do know this about you. That you and I have kind of have the same no bullshit attitude where it's like, if you tell me that all you want is something casual, like all, you, all you're up for is to bang... I'm like, I'm here for that. I personally right now, I'm in the point in my life where I don't want to do one night stands because they always suck. I would just like to have a very casual Open relationship. relationship where it's like we see each other once a week, we have sex, and that's it. I've been looking for that for like almost two years. Okay, well, I definitely can send you some <laughs> Perfect. good recommendations. Perfect. Send it my way. But I'm just prefacing it. It's not to like brag or anything. I'm just prefacing this because I think I've had exactly your experience where it's like they made it relationshipy, anticlimactic, and then That's what it was. even though I was clearly just there to bang, I would have been okay with either. But then you make right. it relationshipy, so then I go, okay, so you kind of like me. And then when someone likes you, it's like it's easy to start thinking, oh, maybe I like them, even if like you said they're stupid and they're but just attractive. I'm like, oh, vision like something and yeah you, you like, start picturing it i actually just only wanted to have sex with you at the beginning but then you did all these like relationship mm -hmm. style things and gave me the illusion that that's what you wanted so then i bended what i wanted but if you just wanted to bang and i just wanted to bang 
why give me some false pretenses? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what I can say to that is that, like I said, you and I are okay with that. But there, I think, and I think a lot of, and I'm not saying like you and I are like the only people. I think a lot of girls are okay with that. I think a lot of girls are down to just hook up and down to have casual flings. There are some girls that can't do it, just like there are some guys that can't do it. But the thing is, is I think the, I think the assumption is that women will always just want a relationship. And I've heard that a million times. You know what I mean? But to that point, what I've learned is either, like you said, be 100% upfront with the person and tell them, this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. I'm never going to date you. We're never going to date. Or they say that to you. And I respect guys who say that to me. Like, I think it's helpful. Like, it's like I'm I just recently was talking about the guy and he literally said on the first date, like, I'm not gonna date you and I was but like why perfect date? why waste my time I can buy my own dinner why waste my time why did I get dressed why did I leave my house it's because I want to have sex with you but why go on a date because I don't think that a lot of men think that you could just be like yo want to have sex but see you're okay with that but some girls want men to work for it I mean I don't know that's fine okay yes I get it I'm now I'm just sounding like a huge hoe bag but like no you're not I, I, you're not at all. Like, I, I feel the same way. Very busy, you know, there's a lot of girls that are really I think, busy, so if we're not going to date, why go on a date? If you just want to have sex and I just want to have sex, we can send a few DMs back and forth and it's like, you want to you wanna get a room? Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I really, I wish, like, I wish that guys were, like, more upfront. I don't, I don't know. My, my advice I can give you is that I just assume that all they want is sex until they prove me wrong. Proving you wrong, like temporarily until they get what they want. Okay, I think actually, they, it's a game. He's probably listening to this podcast right now. It's a game to I this. I had sex with a guy after he like, I waited. I was being good girl mom. Shout out if you're listening to this. I waited like two or three months, okay, because I was like, mm, I'm not sure. I really feel like this is all he wants, but he was like doing all the boyfriend moves, and plus he was just like way too hot, like just way too hot, like successful, but. So then I was like, okay, finally I'll give it up. Like, he earned it. Whatever. We went on, like, dates. Whatever. How many dates did you wait? Dates? Like, I was seeing him, like, once a week for, like, okay, maybe not three months. Like, maybe a month and a half. Okay, I'm going to be realistic here. And then afterwards we had sex, like, one or two or three times. But at that point, like, I thought it was going somewhere. Like, we have been, like, yeah. seeing well, that's a bit for, like, two or three months now. Yeah. And then afterwards, ghosts gone like the wind yeah i've seen that too been there too oh i've been there too girl and then you run into them and it's like oh sorry like i think you really wanted a relationship but i just want to have sex and i was like i think there's a i think when i met you all i wanted was to have sex and you made me want something else so why'd you do that we could have just been having great sex i think they men like attention that's one very simple i think that also i think there's an unsaid timeline Sometimes with certain guys, especially guys who do this a lot, like kind of just want to be sleeping with the same girl after like three months, I think they start thinking, oh, fuck, this girl thinks this girl wants to date, got to drop her. And a lot of men aren't very good at expressing their feelings, so they ghost. But sometimes, I mean, I don't know. I feel like after three months, if you're not dating, then the guy doesn't want to date you. Yeah. I don't know. I've I go up and down on my opinion on ghosting. Recently, I was like, "Yep, fully support it." And months ago, I was like, "Nope, think it's an asshole move." I think it's an asshole move. Yeah. I've done it, but I think it's an asshole move. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes if you're going through something and like you don't necessarily aren't in a place where you really want to explain it to someone. I mean, I think if it's just that you don't like them. I don't know. Well, that's what's awkward about it, right? How do you explain to someone that you don't like them? Is it really going to make you feel like... I think that's... I think the only argument for ghosting that, like, I can kind of see now is... How do you... Is it really going to make it better for them? Like, is that person going to... At least maybe more closure so they're not texting you. Yeah, I think there's, like, that wondering factor. But I think... I think people need to just be... Look at the actions and it's like... Even if he's messaging you every single day for three months, if he's not seeing you, if he's not going out with you, 
if he's not making plans with you, maybe he just likes your attention. I wish I could like tell my younger self so much. Like, oh yeah, me too. So I wasted so much time on so many guys. I wasted so much time pining for people. Wanting them to want me or like how yeah. do I make him want me? And I, I, I just feel like when you don't want a guy, that's when they want you. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. It's a game, but it's because men have been taught, like, most of their whole lives, and again, generalization, but for the most part, men have been taught their whole lives that they have to work for women, that they have to, like, they have to, f they have to play a game. So it's like they're always playing a game. That's how they get vagina, is, is to play the right game and play the right moves. I feel like girls need to play a game. We need to figure out our own game. Well, I think girls, if you want to play the game, play it, but it's... Not, it's not all it can be fun it's fun when you don't really like anyone when you're just there to like kind of like have fun have sex or you like them enough but you know you're not really going to date them you know that seriously this could not really go anywhere it's not fun when you really like the person no. and they don't like you back it's so sucky rejection sucks all the time yeah okay question for you yes if you're at the bar you yes spot a guy mm -hmm. and you're like this one mm-hmm what do you do um, it depends on one important factor. How the drunk am I? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, it depends on a few things. Like, I've done some pretty ballsy things that I'm like, look back and I'm like, damn, like I'm proud. But for the most part, if I, if he's really hot, like if I'm really drunk, I'll go up to him. Really? But if I'm sober, I'll like try and make like eyes at him or something. Okay. Or do something funny, like send send over like I've never done this but now I'm just thinking of, like send over have. send over something funny like a blowjob shot you know and then like when he's like what the fuck look over and be like <laughs> and like that's kind of funny in an icebreaker I've never done that but like wow what a great idea <laughs> um but I did do one thing once that I was really proud of I there was like super hot guy and I saw him and I was like oh my god and I tried to talk to him he didn't seem like that interested in talking to me um and so I just, like, kind of asked him. I was like, what are you drinking? And he told me his drink order. So I was like, okay. So I went over, bought the drink, gave it to him, and then walked away. I was just like, oh, here, have, have this drink. And I just walked away and started talking to, like, my friend and, like, completely ignored him. And then that's when he kind of, like, was like, who's this girl? Like, she just bought me a drink and walked away. Like, what? And then he kind of came over. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What do you do? Um... I feel like people think I'm bolder than I am. Honestly, if there's a guy that I find attractive, I, like, usually don't make eye contact. I usually just, like, hide. I get too shy. I generally, in life, when I see a hot guy, I assume automatically that he has a girlfriend. You assume? I, like, hide. <laughs>
or you would go to a party and they wouldn't speak to you but then they would call like t- call you after or text you after like oh you look so cute and it's like why don't you just talk to me at the party we were there but i think the biggest thing is that everyone's just afraid of rejection so that's something i've been really trying to work on because i just want to get rejected more because i feel like you know who's not as bad with rejection like guys i feel like guys are used they to rejection all the time. right so they grow up being rejected so it's, i just need to get there i need to be okay with rejection i don't know how to get there very, <laughs> and i'm very deep because like no one wants to get rejected it's i'm petrified of rejection i guess it's good like the more doors close the more you fight to get them open i guess but also i'm petrified of rejection that's why i will not approach any guy at any bar anywhere i'm like too afraid Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the I think the fear of it is greater than the act itself. Um, we were at dinner with Catherine and Catherine's aunt at um, a restaurant, and her mom is recently single. So she was like, "How do I have men approach me?" And I'm like, "You are too like beautiful. You are too." like well dressed that men would not approach you so you need to kind of like ease it for them and like give them the like winky eye look that it's okay to come talk to you she's a too intimidating i feel like some girls are too intimidating to get approached mm-hmm. no, or is that not okay? no yeah i agree it's completely yeah but i think the fear of getting rejection like what that will look like in your mind is a lot worse than the actual rejection because the few times that i've put myself out there where i've been like okay no this is actually worth me like really putting myself out there and the person has been like oh like give them some like bullshit like i've just been able to be like okay like they just weren't interested and like it's an ego bruise but why do you want to be with someone who's not interested in you like at the end of the day you know what i mean but it actually gives you more freedom than like those the, the the people that i've like put myself out there for and who have kind of like hit me down i guess or turned me turn me down is the correct term is like the what i feel towards them is such a sense of peace as opposed to the guys that lead me on for 10 years or the guys who always leave it open why they're not open to relationship right now and blah, blah blah all that stuff but like the fear projection is real like let me know when you get there and give me advice yeah because it sucks when you want someone and they don't want you it just sucks for everyone for everyone it's it's not easier then for anyone you, there's always 10 people that will because you're a girl and you have a vagina <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like also if they don't want you it's because either like sometimes it's just like you guys just don't vibe or there's something about you that they're not fond of but at the end of the day like that's who you (laughs) but at the end of the day that's who you are you know what I mean yeah at a certain point you have to just kind of accept that it is what it is you know you are what you are you can't work life goes on yeah and you have to work if you have to work so hard to change yourself it's like how exhausting is that it might be less exhausting just to just be okay with the stuff that you you have like I hate the sound of my voice hate the sound of my recorded voice hate it hate it hate it hate it and now i'm doing a podcast and i have to listen to my voice like for three hours a week like your voice you have the same voice as me <laughs> raspy and deep yeah but i just like it's yeah i hope <laughs> i've been told but I, I don't know um but editing it and stuff has been like kind of just this like you know like i have to really face like all the things that i just like about myself even the way that i speak sometimes like i speak really fast I say like a lot. I say, I um, say a like, lot. um a lot. Yeah. And I just have to kind of, but that's just a product of, I think, growing up on the West Island. And just like someone from Queens might have a really thick accent that's really Queens. Like I have a really like West Island accent and it is what it is. I can't, like, what am I going to do? Like take voice acting classes and change my voice? Like, no. I just have to like accept it and like learn to love it, you know? Which just comes back to plastic surgery. Full circle. I was going <laughs> to say, is there a surgery for your voice? Yeah. But at the same time, it. it's like, what, what like that's what it is is like if you're if you can do the work to be comfortable with yourself and just accept yeah. who you are maybe that's then better than plastic surgery then it's better sometimes. but if it's really something that like so bothers you like so bothers you then and this is the most healthy thing to do is to get plastic surgery then do it i just don't get why people are so invested in what everyone else is doing to be honest i'm like if that girl wants to get her boobs done you have the confidence to just not give a fuck <laughs> but everyone's always checking in on everyone yeah that's true I think people look at each other for reference points as well, right? So we look at people to understand more about ourselves. But 
to me, I don't know. Like I do that too. I'm I'm not I'm not like super confident either. Like I just think I that think you are. Oh, thanks. But I think like I just got to a point where I was like, this is just really exhausting. But I care I care a lot about what people think. Like doing this podcast has like given me a lot of anxiety because I'm like, who's listening to it? You know. I have that with my Instagram stories all the time. I love your Instagram stories. Like, who's watching? What are they saying? But sometimes I have to redo the take, like, five times because I'm like, oh, sorry, I was thinking about who could be watching this. And then I, like, tried to alter myself too much so that it doesn't seem, like, real. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And, like, what I was saying was it's so nice when, like, like you and I have had such a nice conversation because it's it's easy to talk to you and I can just – I, like, the anxiety of what I'm going to say and thinking about what I'm saying as I'm saying it goes away which is what makes good content because if you're just constantly thinking, oh my God, what did That's I just right. say? What did I just say? What It comes through. It's not organic. And then for me, at least with my Instagram, I'm like, I used to stress so much. Like I used to love makeup and want to like post more makeup content. And then I was like, oh no, but what will people think? And I'm just like, honestly, at one point it's like, what name have you not already been called? And then it's like, yeah, if someone says that, like you'll get, build a bridge and you'll get over it. Yeah, it's better I, to just make your content and be you. And yeah. like, and a lot of people, the thoughts that people have, even if they're having it, they have it in this world that we live in. They have it for what, fifteen seconds, and then they're on to the next person that they're judging, or the people that are judging, the people that are the biggest fucking judgmental people. And this I've learned is the people that don't, aren't doing anything. Like, you know what I mean? I and I also judged myself before I did this. Would have judgmental thoughts about other things, about people who were starting stuff, and I was like oh, really? They think they're going to, like, make it or whatever? Not about you, obviously. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But, like, I've had those thoughts for sure, and, like, they pop into their mind, and they're ugly thoughts, but they come from the fact that you're not – probably the fact that you're not doing anything. So you're just going to – all you are doing is sitting around judging other people. Now that I've done this, I am so, like – when I see people starting things or doing things, I'm like, oh, my God, like, good for them because it's – Good luck, too. Yeah, and good luck because it's so scary. It's so fucking it scary. And putting yourself out there is always scary. And you're so right. The people that judge the most are the people that aren't putting them, putting themselves out there. No, because the people that are being vulnerable know how scary and hard that is. And they're going to take a second thought and not judge you because of it. The people that are judging are the people that are the people that are actually just too petrified to put themselves out and to be vulnerable. And that's where that projection of judgment comes from. That's what I think, anyway. I love it. That's so deep. That, like, resonates with me. <laughs> You're doing so well. I'm so happy for you for starting this podcast. Thank you thank for having you. me on. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming thank on. It's a good you. place to end. It was so good. It was so fun. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was really so good. <laughs>